Radio. And we are here with Betsy Ross. I'm Bo, and I got over here on the other side of Zoom. We got Sergeant Wardog. Everybody else is like, I'm too busy. I can't do nothing. It's the middle of the week, so screw recording anything. But me and Wardog right here, so I don't know what's going on. Anyway, how's Miss Betsy doing this fine evening? I'm doing great. How are you? I, I'm I'm wonderful. I think I got the giggles out of the way. Um, I think I think I'll be all right. <laughs> War dog, how you doing, brother? Oh, couldn't be better, man. Happy to uh, be on with a renowned author like Miss Betsy Ross. Ooh, Appreciate that. Renowned author. I don't think I, I don't think you said that yet. I think it's your first time saying that. War dog, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> really. Yeah, I think so. If not, I apologize for forgetting, as you know, my mind's just all over the place. Anyway, we wanted to do this with Betsy because we wanted to dedicate this whole recording uh, to fight one, two, three, and her upcoming fight four. Uh, First off, Betsy, how far along are you going to go with the series just four well at this point i was set at four but the more i keep attempting to write more of the scenes and i speak with other veterans and i hear overhear other conversations of veterans and their stories and it's like man i could probably go on to 10 just because of how much is actually involved in the veteran community and especially with mental health and you hear all these actual stories like the troops being pulled from Afghanistan. You have like real life events and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so mind blowing. I could add this in the series, but the series will never end. <laughs> so, but at this point it's at four, but it is very, very tempting to just keep going. Totally understand that. Yeah. I'm, I'm there with you. Like I, I told you about all scars and I'm like, I'm set on this amount of number of episodes with this amount of number of seasons. And then I'm like, you yeah, I'm like, but it can literally go on forever. (laughs) So I get that. Now, for those that are not aware of fight, uh, the fight series or familiar with it, Mm -hmm. could you briefly explain what it is? And I know that you're one of those authors slash people that's like, I can't just briefly explain it, but I've heard you do it. (laughs) I've heard you do it. So I'll let you take over for a second. Well, the fight series is, it is realistic fiction. Um, They're more like novellas. They're written under a hundred pages. The fourth book will probably be a little longer than that, but because it is supposed to be the finale, but overall it is basically a story of various veterans that end up crossing paths. And it's written from a first and third person perspective of how the, uh, mental health side of basically getting out of the military can be for a lot of veterans. Every veteran is different. Every veteran has a story, their own experiences in the military. But when you come home, it's not just, you know, flip a switch. Hey, everything's back to normal kind of thing. It's, you know, these people used to be my family or used to be my friends. I should feel normal. I should feel comfortable. I should feel just be able to explain everything. But that's not the case for a lot of veterans. And I knew it wasn't for me. So I wrote a story, kept it fictional so that it wasn't too, I guess, tedious to read. But it ends up being that way because of how emotional it is. So 
I guess overall, it's more of just a emotionally intense series about veterans. Right. Now, when you say realistic fiction, I know a lot of people are probably thinking the stories themselves are re, are, are real with the people with uh, author creativity at flow, but it's, it's a little bit different in your case, right? For me, yes, because I kind of picked apart different interviews I had or just ideas or stories I've heard while I was actually in the military or when I, after I got out or just uh, the conversations I would have across social media, I kind of just picked apart and I kind of created characters. I created relatable characters that anyone would be able to, at least in the grand scheme of things, be able to relate to. Um, so they didn't feel so alone so that they could just hand the book off to someone they know and say, Hey, this is kind of how I feel. I've had even readers hand the books to their counselors. So it's, it's kind of amazing to see it from that perspective, but unfortunately it is taboo. It is a very, very conflicting, I guess, topic to talk about, especially within the veteran community. Cause a lot of people don't want to talk about depression, anxiety, suicide, PTSD. They're tired of hearing, you know, talking about it to their counselors or to, you know, I know when I was in, I sat in front of a PowerPoint all the time. They talked about it, but no one wanted to hear it. No one wanted to talk, wanted to talk about it. And then when I got out, I was like, damn (laughs) i was like this sucks so it was it was eye-opening even for me even though now i'm rereading book one to make sure the entire series is following the correct plot and everything's lining up but you know even as i reread the books even though i wrote them it's i have to put it i have to put it down it's I guess in a sense, it's almost like a diary in one aspect, even though those characters aren't all me. I didn't experience everything those characters did, but I wrote it more from the mental health perspective, which, you know, people carry a lot of scars and demons every day just from the littlest of things or the just the darkest moments they had just sitting in their room. And it's amazing those feelings that just accumulate and they have no outlet, which is why so many turn to drugs, alcohol just very negative things. You hit a couple points in all of that. And I want to touch on a few of them. Uh, one of them being uh, it's for anyone and that's actually literal, right? I mean, it's not just for veterans and their family members and their spouses, but it's, you've had some civilians tell you how it's helped them and they can relate to the characters as well. Right? Absolutely. Cause PTSD, uh, suicide ideations or thoughts, those, those are not just veteran related. And you, I mean, I know people who have either just been either abusive relationship or they've just, um, experienced some sort of abuse at some point in their life. And it just creates those negative emotions, that anxiety, that depression, that, that worthlessness or have no purpose kind of thing. You're not, you don't feel worthy of anything. Those are very common emotions that many people feel day to day, not just veterans, um, not just any particular person, gender, culture, whatever it's, it, we're human. It's, it's just part of our, um, the makeup of us. So, that's just why we need to all come together and try to help one another because we're not alone. Most definitely. Right on. Yeah. Right, right. on. <laughs> you're, you're 100% accurate on all of that. 
you said that you're having to reread obviously your own books to make sure everything flows well and i'm glad you're doing that because most authors are just like i'll wing it and they get <laughs> a lot of plot holes um as i think most people can attest to when they've read or watched something um and, and obviously you've grown a relationship with the characters even though the characters themselves aren't real most of the stories are when it's a fictional character, most people are like, eh, it's, it's it's fiction, right? But again, these are real stories that you've accumulated in, in interviews or, or what have you over however long. How bad is the emotional toll, if you don't mind me asking, with a fight series you, for you as the author? In the beginning, at least with the first book, because that's that's all it was supposed to be in the beginning was just one book. Uh, that one was probably the hardest because that is when I realized how much am I going to put myself in this story? And it's always said every author, regardless of what they're writing about in some form or another, they put themselves into their stories. And because of how the emotions and everything were playing amongst the veterans, I picked up on them that I was not the only one who had certain thoughts, who only one who, um, I guess, came across emotions or whatever during certain occasions or uh, altercations or whatever the situation is. So I kind of just like, do I really want to open up these wounds, open up these doors? And that one was probably the hardest. Like I made myself cry. Like even just writing, I'm like, that's it. I, that's it. One paragraph in. And I'm like, no, we're not playing this. Nope. Because <laughs> I had to face the reality, my own reality. It was, I'm, sh I don't know all the psychological terms behind it, but I'm sure one of my counselors would probably have said that, you know, it was something I had to do similar to when I've had counselors say, Hey, you need to get a journal and write it out. Just write it out. Say whatever you want from the heart to that imaginary person that you're wanting to tell it to. Right. And it's sort of, there were some scenes that that's exactly how it was written was, this is what I would say. And um, so I kind of, it was definitely a very self-therapeutic for me. So it, uh, it was very hard. <laughs> was very hard. I didn't know how other people would react to it either. I'm like, really? I may be the only one who has these thoughts or emotions. I'm not sure because in the beginning I was having some some friction as far as getting that topic out there and people saying I shouldn't talk about it. So it was it was hard. I was like, well, maybe I am crazy. I don't know. So it was uh it was eye opening. But as as I kept pushing and then I decided to write fight two, that's when I really realized that it is, it is making a difference for some people, even though it's not number one bookseller, it's, it's still doing something for somebody. Right. Is it safe to say that writing fight has become your therapy? I know you said the first one obviously became therapeutic, but the fight mm -hmm. series itself, is it safe to say it is essentially your therapy at the moment? Absolutely. If anything, it's opened the doors to allow me to speak with other veterans, including yourself and war dog and well i haven't got stock to dv6 but everyone else <laughs> so uh because of me publishing even though i'm self-published i'm really a nobody from nowhere middle of nowhere uh it's still 
allowed me to come in contact with resources and different groups and organizations. And it's really opened my eyes to just different things because where I live right now, East Texas, we don't really have a post or I think we have an airbase in Shreveport. It's probably the closest. And then we have Colleen. That's a three, four hour drive. So it's like the closest military base of any kind is at least two hours away. So just me having that social media platform being opened up about a fight, like, hey, you're a veteran. Automatically, it's like, hey, you're a veteran. And it's like some sort of connection can take place, even though we may not share similar backgrounds or anything like that or shared in the same unit. We can still connect. And I think that's so awesome to see. That's why the negative naysayers really kind of now get brushed aside. Before it was like, okay, this is the end of it. I'm now I'm done. But the more and more veterans I come across, it's it's really helped me even beyond writing. Just that human connection again where I don't feel so crazy. Right. It's like, hey, I can be okay. Right. And like you said, it's, it's one of those things when, like you said, we all are able to connect with each other and interact with each other. It does open your eyes to, yeah, I'm not the only one who thought those idiotic, crazy thoughts. Right? <laughs> They're yes. not so crazy and idiotic when you, when you know you're not alone um, and, and that you're not the only person going through depression or anxiety from, for whatever reason. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but you did mention the negative naysayers and I've, I've seen them myself and, and we've talked about it. Uh, together at length uh, at times and some of them were just being trolls while some are being serious and some are just dumb um, <laughs> uh, and that truly pisses me off bro <laughs> the fact that people give her flack has been right. pissing me off man right well that's that's one of the things I, I want to know if you want to talk about I know the biggest thing is you can tell this veteran has never been through this and it's like no, you can't. You're just saying that because she spoke some truths. Um, because if you read the series and nobody knew you, Betsy, they would never know if you went through any of that. I, it's, it's impossible because it, it is an emotional toll. It is a ride. It is the realities of being a person, not just a veteran, but being a person. Cause a lot of those things anybody can go through. Um, what's, what would you like to talk about as the subject negative naysayers or the negative Nancy's uh, with the fight series? Well, the more I kept reading all those comments, the negative comments and whatnot, at first it would kind of make me upset because it's like you're, you're, you're stealing the spotlight of what fight really is intended for. But then it really occurred to me, it's like, you know what? Now, nowadays we have Hollywood. We have, you know, all these veterans that are, and, and no disrespect to any of them, like Mark Luttrell and everyone else, they're publishing books and they are talking about more of the explosions, like what I envision. I never read their books, but just like envision, I envision um, like Lone Survivor, the explosions, the, the very heartfelt, the very sad, the very, um, I guess, nitty gritty, I guess, side, like mm-hmm. the visual that everyone's wanting when they go to a movies, but fight is more of the mint, like the inside. 
it's what's going on internally. There is when people would say, well, could you see fight as a movie or a TV show? It really, it can't be either fight can't. I mean, there's some people have mentioned about anime and such or com like a sort of like a comic strip like where you can have all the bubbles in the inside your head type thing. And mm-hmm. I can see that, but, but fight itself is a personal mental health journey, not necessarily for me, but just anyone who's able to, who's reading it. Anyone with a heartbeat can relate to those characters in some form or fashion, felt those emotions, the negative ones. And so I think when people read it, they're just like, well, there's not, you know, they vaguely talked about certain scenes. It's like, yeah, because it wasn't focused on those explosions. It wasn't focused on that, you know, that love relationship. It wasn't focused on anything physical or surrounding. It briefly may have said something along the lines of, you know, an IED took place. This is what happened. You may or may not get some picture description. It's more of like, now I can't feel anything. Now I'm numb. I don't know what's going on. It's more of the internal what's going on before, during, and after. And I think some people may not like to admit that they felt something because you do see those memes where it's like feelings get that you know brush that shit off no one wants to feel those things and it's like i get that (laughs) i've been there Mm -hmm. get these feelings off of me now (laughs) i've been there (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) so i think people are doing that reverse psychology thing where it's putting the negative on some other people just so that they deflects from them and um For those that may be saying about, you know, not wanting to mention PTSD, I think that really kills the veteran community, if anything, because if you don't talk about it, there is no helping. Mm -hmm. There's no finding help. Um, And unfortunately, help, that term help, there is no instant cure. There is no, you know, cure all for anybody, for for everybody. It's more of an individual thing, which is what my recent video I kind of mentioned not everyone's hurting financially. Not everyone's hurting because uh, they're homeless or need a house or anything like that. It's each individual needing something. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, everything you said is, is 100% accurate. And I think a, a big thing uh, with how people perceive a military story is the Hollywood story. They just see, like you said, the explosions, the battles, the firefights, and it, and it's sad. And because, and I'm not, I'm like you, I'm not knocking any of these stories, but they leave out the most important story, which is the after effects of all that. I know a lot of people are like, well, you can't put that in two hours. No, but you can make a sequel to it. And we are all about sequels, aren't we? I mean, look how many prequels we can make about one thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I absolutely hate prequels and I know you do too. So I had to bring that one up. Um, and as <laughs> yes, far yes. as people complaining about, you know, what you're focusing on, if you just read the description of any of the fight series, any of the three books that you've got out right now, it literally says it has to deal with mental health. And the fact that people are complaining about that, in my opinion, like you said, tells me that, yeah, they took something away from it, but 
they're the, oh, I'm big, bad dude. And I'm not going to be emotional with this because it's a book. And that's not how men react, which is complete and utter BS. <laughs> Cause I'll be, I'll be the first one in line to tell you, I, I, I can cry with some stories. Let me tell you if they're good enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and you can do that. And I don't think you get enough recognition and I don't think you give yourself enough recognition. You can pull some emotions out of people. I mean, your, your poetry book, um, words beyond life, my mom cannot finish that mm-hmm. short little poem book. And it's not that long, but she can't finish it. If she's doing that with poems, if she read the fight series all the way through, it, it, it yeah, it, it, <laughs> like I can't even imagine. So, yes. and, and I know a lot of people, cause you mentioned this, there's not enough and it's, it's stigmatized even to this day with all the outreach programs and organizations and groups and resources out there reaching out for help or help in general, whether it's PTSD or depression or anxiety or whatever, uh, especially for veterans is still stigmatized. And I know a lot of people have asked you, <clears throat> why don't you put a resource page in your book or on your website? And it's like, it's not that simple. Number one, <laughs> number two, a lot of people, right. And a lot of people, when they see resources for PTSD and mental health in general, they're looking for rehab facilities. They're looking for nonprofits nearby. And with the fight, you can't really do that because it's international. Essentially. How do you take that response when people are like, Hey, make a resource page on your next fight entry. Well, it's, it kind of stumps me truthfully. Cause I mean, similar to what you had said, I mean, there's just so many out there. And then secondly, which ones are the actual legit ones that would do any good? Mm-hmm. But I've had people, even just civilians trying to figure out how they could help veterans. And honestly, that it's been kind of heavy on my mind. Cause I'm like, I don't know. And that scares me because it's like I I want to be a voice for people who don't feel like they have one or feel like they can't. But I don't I don't feel like I'm the person with that answer. That's why I had reached out to you and some other veteran groups. I was like, I don't know how to answer this. I mean, because, yes, there are numerous and it depends on what the veterans looking for. But from like a civilian perspective. What can they do besides just giving out money? What Mm -hmm. else could someone do? And honestly, as I even told the individuals that had originally asked the question, uh, really the number one thing that comes to mind is just listen without judgment, without comparing to the big Hollywood movies. And I mean, again, nothing against for some reason, Mark Luttrell is the main one I can think about because that's what most people seem to compare nowadays, like Lone Survivor, because I remember watching that in theaters and people like didn't even clap at the end. It was more of just quietly stand up and we'll leave. So yeah. it, even the after the movie, that affected me. Right. So I get why people automatically are already associated with it. Like autom- I can't think of a term for it now, but they're already coming up with those comparisons. Mm-hmm. But as far as like without giving money, I don't know what else except just listen. You may not understand the terms, but sometimes just saying it, yeah. at least for me, just saying it, openly saying it is a big step. But a lot of people have to go see a counselor for 
a professional to tell them that. And there's nothing against that. But it's writing the fight series, though, that's open door. I'm like, when I started writing it, I was like, wow, this is what I was told to do in the beginning, but I refuse. But now that I've been on more interviews and podcasts and different shows, I'm like, yes, my first marriage was abusive. And yes, I wrote about it. Yes, I'm talking about it. And now I feel like I can live a little bit. And to openly say that now, I mean, it's still hard to talk about some things, but to be able to say it, though, is such a relief. Mm-hmm. And I want other people to be able to do the same and not saying, you know, not just if you've been in a abusive relationship, just any occasion, traumatic event in your life to be able to first write it down, say it, and then tell somebody else. Right. Without feeling judged. At this point, I don't care if you judge me or not, but it's, it's <laughs> because I've gotten, I've said it repeatedly. I'm like, I, I want it out of my head. It'll always be in my head. But that way it's not just, I'm by myself. Now other people are aware. And I wrote about it. I talked about it. Now I feel like it's not holding me down. It's not going to hold me back. I mean, that could kind of go for other emotions and events. Well, you said it right there. It's It was a burden on you because you were holding it in and, and you felt like you were alone because all of us were humans. We don't think other people have been through what we've been through. Um, and I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm proud of you for being able to get over that I'm alone, nobody understands, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Cause I think all of us sitting here, me, you, Wardog, even the rest of the DV crew, we've all been there on some avenue. And and going back, <clears throat> excuse me, going back to especially civilians wanting to know how to help veterans. Yes. The number one thing is listen, don't compare. Don't compare. Uh, well, I, I understand. I, I went through blah, 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 and then turn it into all about me, like Toby Keith's all about me song. I, I think I think we're all guilty of that to some degree, but I see it more with civilians when they're talking to a veteran or they hear a veteran story. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been mm-hmm. there before. And mm-hmm. let me tell you about my story. And it turns all about them. And the veteran can't say what they're thinking thus. The I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I, I think another exactly. good thing that civilians can do, because some DFWs do this more today than they ever have over the past decades, volunteer for a DFW. Go and, and meet your veterans in your community. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing other than TikTok and, and Snapchat and Instagram these days? <laughs> that's a very good point we do have a couple out here right and i'm not saying that's all you can do but it's a start right and if you go to those Mm -hmm. vfws maybe you can find out other resources and other organizations you can go to it's not all about money and i think we've talked about that at length with the va more money more money more money no we don't need more money we need to allocate the right resources with the money we have now and we can start doing something. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that everybody looks as money being the, the end all to be all right. It's, it's the, it's the overall fixer for everything. It's not, it absolutely is not. War dog. You've, you've been a little silent over there. What do you want to ask Betsy about the fight <laughs> series or anything in general? Well, I was locked in listening, bro. 
to both of you, um, what you both said about the mental health community, you, you guys know it, it hits home for me because I was hospitalized five times for suicide, PTSD, and depression, just as you mentioned. So this has always been a near and dear subject, and I've always appreciated Betsy and her books and her perspective. I've always wondered, Betsy, how long it takes you to write each one. I mean, including like the interviews and everything else. Well, that's just a task question in of itself there, (laughs) Wardall. Well, the first two books took less than a year each. Um, The third one took me a little longer, but partially that was just because of school. I started school again and I changed jobs. This one's taken me a long time because, well, it's the finale, but plus I'm changing jobs and everything's changing in my personal life too. So at this point, it would be taking me from start to finish. I'd probably say it's going to take me maybe a year and a half to two years, the actual when, writing part. When did you start the, point the I'm first also fight? I, well, I'm hitting some walls. Um, actually started it maybe a couple months ago the i first... always had ideas and i wrote like just short sentences but at this point i've i mean i've probably got at least two chapters worthy what about the first iteration of fight though the first fight book when did you start that oh it's probably the end of 2016 okay but i had written it in like nine months because then i gave myself like a month or two of editing it and then i had it published by december of 2017 and that Open the floodgate. Can I ask what has been your mindset and your mind? How did you think, how did you want other, other veterans to perceive the book? I think more as either eye opening or a reminder that there are other veterans out there. You don't necessarily have to go to a VA to speak with another veteran, but first thing, your emotions are not yours alone. Like other people have similar. So even though you may have negative thoughts and demons in your head really talking you down saying no one will ever understand you. Well, there's a whole book out there, at least one of them out of this fight series. You can go, oh my God, my thoughts were lying. Other people are out there <laughs> or they can read my mind. So it's, it's a reminder that one, you're not alone. But two, it is written and if you need to just hand it off to someone you think needs to be aware of a veteran mindset. It's, or at least an eye opening, uh, eye opener to the, just the veteran community that it was a way to communicate. Cause I, did, I have said before where I wanted to be a voice for those who didn't want to talk about it. Cause even as with the naysayers, okay, you have PTSD and you don't want to talk about it. Well, guess what? I'm going to talk about it, whether I was there or not. So, uh, it's one way or another, I want to be a voice. I want to be able to connect veterans again, because when I got out, every veteran told me that I was a nobody. I didn't do anything. And I hated that. And I was going through a divorce and horrible, horrible situation. And, uh, I had to, I don't even like talking about it. It's like my, I call it my dark time, my dark state of mind. Cause I struggled so hard. No one was around me. Even the person I was married to was not there for me. 
And so I didn't have veterans. I didn't have veterans I can connect with. Civilians thought I was weird. I'd say all the jargon just because I loved the military and a part of me didn't want to let it go. So I just kept saying it. And then vets would be like, oh, you're just one of those people. And then the civilians were like, oh, you're so weird. Can't even talk to you. And I'm like, so I really felt alone. The veterans disowned me. My civilians didn't want anything to do with me. And so it was very hard. So one thing led to another. I got myself out of it. And and I decided, you know, I don't care what anyone says now. I'm going to be a voice because I know there's other people that there's other there's got to be other people out there who are like me. I'm not near an army base, anything. I'm not near veterans, really. I mean, even though there are a lot of veterans in Texas, but it was like no one wanted to connect. But through the fight series, I've been able to connect veterans. Funny how that is. So I was like, one way or another, I'm going to speak for myself, but also be a voice for others. So I guess in a sense, it's being able to relate, being able to connect family members and other veterans and just being a voice for people who don't want to talk about those bad things. Right on, right on. And I've always been curious, um, how or where do you interview these other veterans? I don't, I actually rarely get any interviews because a lot of people don't like talking about anything. And the people who do, like I try to interview some police officers, uh, they said, you should contact these people. <laughs> so it was like, I couldn't get a, any even general information from firefighters or police officers. So that was cool. But actual military veterans, it was, it's hard because people don't, they don't want to talk about anything. So I, I try to get them to say anything and I'll just make up the rest. I mean, it's still technically a drama book, so I can make it dramatic if I need to, but <laughs> I mean, the more realistic they are, the the better they will connect to, to readers. I, I truly want to um, commend you for continuing passing naysayers. Uh, your book is one of the reasons why I felt the name to turn to coin the term psych ward gang. Because um, now especially uh, as your book highlights, I have no qualms or shame, as you mentioned before, after being dispossessed by civilians and some military personnel, uh, just simply because you, you know, just weren't understood. Um, I now would like to, uh, represent the entire military community that struggles with mental health with the psych ward gang. And like I said, had I had books like yours, I might not have dealt with the problems I dealt with, with, uh, you know, after military service with, uh, with suicide, depression, or um, PTSD. But I do appreciate the fact that you have such books out there for other veterans and civilians to, uh, you know, be able to utilize as a resource. Thank you. Yeah. Let's flip flop it for a second. 
we've talked about the veterans, civilians. How has the reception been from civilians, whether it's a spouse, whether it's just somebody that came across your book because of Twitter or Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever your books are sold. Um, how has that reception been on the civilian side? For some, I think it's been kind of helpful. I've had some, like I've had one reader, she, I think her review mentioned that she was a mom of both her sons were in the Marines and it helped her understand why her sons came home um, different. I hate using that word, but let's just face it. We're different uh, when we come home. And it's, I've had some people from my church that had read it, never served. He just knew because uh, we have veterans at the church. And he real after he read the entire series, he realized all his buddies and friends and such. Um, he felt like he understood them more. I guess I guess as veterans, we just have our quirks, and I think it's I think it's okay to admit that we do, and we're not yeah. weird for it. We're not, you know. I mean, we may be eccentric a little bit, but if you get veterans together. Oh, trust me, we're going to, I mean, you, if you've heard Barracks talk, you already know. Right. <laughs> we we kind of just open up and then the weird just comes out. So it's like, if, if it's okay to be us. And that is one thing I definitely uh, always try to, I guess, uh, really push on people. It's like, it's okay to be us. It's okay to be you. It's okay to just, be yourself. I mean, if you are feeling alone, if you're feeling like just no one will ever understand you or whatever, I mean, there really is a point where you just got to not put that burden on you, that that is just you doing that to yourself. It's not other people that's in your head. It's if you want to blast out the Britney Spears driving down the highway, you certainly most certainly can. <laughs> so, I mean, I call him Specialist Barrio, but um, PBT Barrio, his name is actually written in the in memory of on the fight series. Uh, he used to blast, um, oh my gosh, the artist just escaped me. Um, oh, what is his name? Justin Bieber. He, he played Justin Bieber on, while he was deployed. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, baby, baby. Oh, baby. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, I mean, if you if you like Justin Bieber and you want to just start blaring and singing along, there is no shame in that. But, see, music is an outlet. So, if you can have any genre playing, if, you, if it makes you dance, do not be ashamed of just breaking out and dance. That is one thing. That's self-therapy for me. If I can't, if I find myself, I can't start dancing to my favorite songs, then I know I'm taking life way too seriously. So, you know, you really don't, don't put unnecessary stresses on yourself. If you don't feel weird just because if you, now I have anxiety. I don't like crowds. I don't like being out in public unless I have to be. But, you know, if you have to encounter those moments it's okay to just 
take a deep breath and just take each conversation as it comes. You don't have to put all the negative emotion on yourself at once. That just overwhelms you. And that's something I have to work with as well all the time. There was a lot of Barbie world Sorry, I playing when I was in Iraq. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> just just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to go down. Right. <laughs> Hello, Barbie. Let's go, Barbie. Um. So all of that. Yes. <laughs> um. So you you mentioned you know we are different, but I'll 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 checkmate that with. It's not that we're different. It's that we've experienced different things because correct me if I'm wrong. Flight four is about emergency respondents, right? Like law enforcement and stuff of that nature. I'm trying to add that. Yes. Right. And the reason I say that is because they also have experienced things that civilians probably never will. And I'm not saying they won't, but the likelihood of that happening is very low. When you go to write from veterans and then, like you said, incorporate emergency respondents, what's the hardest aspect of writing that portion into the fight series? Because like we've said, this has mainly been all about veterans after the fact of service. Now it's incorporating firefighters and law enforcement and things. Well, from as- one aspect, it's more of just trying to get the terminology down, but no one wants to talk to me. <laughs> but really, <laughs> uh, on the grand scheme of things, they're very much similar as far as how trauma works, how I've mm-hmm. noticed. Now, I'm not a psychologist, but I don't know. I'm, I pick up on things. I've even had counselors and psychologists to ask me, "Have you? are you trained? Are you certified in something? Because you sound like you – no, I just understand way more than I care to. So right. it's – I just understand how the brain and the emotions work um, as far – like I don't know all the special terminology for it. But as far as like a, a traumatic event or something that's quote-unquote not normal, like you don't just see it every day. No one just walks up on a dead body every day or – a dismembered body in any form or fashion. So those type of things, it sort of just imprints on you. Mm-hmm. And for, for some people, it's more of a, the image just stays. And then some people just remember smells, which is usually the number one thing that's associated with mm-hmm. memory. Not for me so much. Oh, yeah. but for some, for some people it is, it's a smell. But the emotions, I can't remember the actual quote, but they say you may not remember exactly what happened or what someone did some or what someone did to you, but you'll always remember how you felt Mm -hmm. like same as a a song or a movie. You may not remember what the movie is about, but you remember how it made you feel. Yeah. And so I guess when it comes to military or anything that's in a very high stress or very, you know, fast, whether it's a fast pace or just high stress, you're, I mean, paramedics, police officers and military all usually have that, uh, that genre going that high, they can, there'd be moments where it is just, just stress or the adrenaline is going and you're having to think fast and then things just happen. And that alone just creates 
what I describe as just like a, a stress ball that kind of starts in your chest and it just sits there. And then later on, your brain tries to decipher what just happened. And I'm sure it's a phenomenon, but I don't know it. And I've noticed just picking up on stories because I have interviewed some, well, sort of, kind of. I worked with some paramedics who used to be paramedics, and they would tell me they quit it because of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, you know, those are actually very good points. Those are very similar to what I'm writing. So what that's what sort of sparked the idea of, hey, I should probably write, you know, how paramedics and even police officers into the fight series because it's it's an unspoken thing, I guess. I can't think of a good term for it. Unspoken. I don't want to say trauma. Taboo? <laughs> yeah, I guess we can stick with taboo because that is that is very true. I've I've heard rumors just how firefighters are treated. You know, they have their own little uh, jargon, their own mindset. And then you have police officers. They have similar to military, but it's still different. And then military, obviously, is jargon central. And so I, I try to pick up on more of the the ideology and the jargon that they use. But it's no one wants to talk. <laughs> I don't want to just talk about firefighters from the Hollywood perspective because there's been a lot of firefighter and hospital shows going on. So I don't want to just talk from that perspective. I want to know what really goes on on the inside. Like what's all made up. What's just in the movies. What's I want to know for real, but unless someone talks about it and it's not like I put their name out there. It's not like I'm going to say, well, this person on this street on this day did this. No, I don't put anyone's business out there. That's why that's one reason I take part your story. You're no one's going to identify you, but you know, whether it's a good or a bad thing that happened, I, I, I need real stories and I'll add the emotion side. If you want to be the, if you just want to be numb about it and say, well, this is strict, you know, strictly what happened, not how I felt about it or what I thought I will do that side. But if you just tell me what happened or any event and then any jargon that you'll use, I can use it. Yeah, I was just going to say, all I can think about is for your next fight promotion, we're going to get the rights to Greece's tell me more, tell me more. And that's what we're going to use to get people to tell you more during their interviews. So (laughs) that'd be great. Tell me more, tell me more. (laughs) Um. Oh, Lord. So this is supposedly the end of the fight series, uh, Fight 4. What are you looking forward to the most about this one when you're finished writing it? Or do you have anything in mind as far as what your hopes are for it? Obviously, you want it to reach more veterans and more people in general um, and to help more people with the fight series, including Fight 4. Um, but what's, what's your overall feeling of what you want at the end? Like, I, I know it's going to be essentially a, a weight lifted off of your shoulders cause it'll, it'll be the end, right? Quote unquote, cause we've already said it could go on forever, but what are you hoping happens after fight four is finished and published and in the hands of readers? Well, 
really. I just want, I guess, more people to be open-minded that they are able to connect with other people, other veterans, connecting with other veterans, you know, and civilians being open-minded to what really goes on because, um, like I've always said in other interviews, you know, it, it could be a simple, you know, walking into a store or just a certain word or a so- part of a song or anything. And it can spark a memory so fast. And people were like, why did this person shut down? And I think the entire series together would really bring about everything, whether it's the homelessness or the drinking or suicide or anything that you hear negative in the veteran community, that it really opens up people's minds and in turn can actually, you know, spark some ideas in people. I can't, I mean, I feel like writing the fight series is kind of what all I'm meant to do. I, I can't, I'm not rich. I can't build houses. I can't, you know, donate all the food in the world to those who are hungry. I can't, I can only do so much. So if I can spread the word, maybe someone else can create the idea that an idea of how to do something good for the veteran community. And uh, I'm hoping one day I can connect the book all together into one book for those who like long books. Apparently, (laughs) apparently writing them too short is uh, not, not good. (laughs) Uh, They want it. They want to read longer books. I was like, fine. One be one day I will connect them and y'all can have one big old novel. So that may still happen. But at this point, they're short because of how intense and emotional they are. And, uh, but overall, I think it's besides just spreading the word of fight, um, I think it's taking the seriousness of what mental health really is and what it does to veterans. Right on. I like it. I like it. Word all, do you want to ask Betsy anything else or say anything else? Um, <clears throat> I've given her, you know, all of my uh, salutes and uh, commended her as, as much as I uh, possibly could think of or could imagine. Um, I, I Again, thank you for being the voice for all of us in the military community that have dealt with mental health issues at all. Thank you. Now, Betsy, I really this, appreciate that. Truly. <laughs> now this, this isn't the last time you're going to be on cause you're going to be on as many times as we can have you on when you're able to do that. Um, especially live shows. You heard me, but in case somebody misses a live show or the next time you're on or, Etc. Etc. Go on and go forth. What would you like to say to them, whether it's relating to fight or whatever you want them to know or anything on your mind? Well, at this point, I'm on Facebook, Fight with Betsy Ross, YouTube, Fight with Betsy Ross, and Twitter at Ross underscore Fight. Um, right now, the books are really just available on Amazon. Um, the first book is available on Audible. Uh, as well as on Barnes and Noble's website. Um, I'm all self-published, so it's, it's kind of hard to find different uh, places to get fight out there. But 
the fight series is in general, I guess, overall, is to help push veteran or civilian to keep fighting the fight. Keep fighting your fight. Not everyone has the same demons. Not everyone has the same issues, traumatic events. Not even everyone's not even all going through negative anything. Some people, a lot of veterans are becoming entrepreneurs. Everyone has a story, but the fight mission is about keep fighting the fight. Keep fighting your fight. You may not feel like you can save the world. You can't save everybody, but getting through a day for some people is a war inside their head. And that is a very dark place to be. And unfortunately, unless you've been there, you probably won't understand. But fight does make give a glimpse to it. And if you are in that state of mind, you're definitely not alone. Definitely reach out. Definitely say something to somebody because people do care. I mean, yeah, social media in the long run may make you feel like, you know, no one cares. It's all fake. But if you keep fighting the fight, keep fighting another day. And trust me. Things will change. Social media fake? No way. That could never happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh my God. Two more things. I know that you're too humble to, to put out there. One is your website, BetsyRossAuthor.com. Uh, it'll, it'll be in the podcast description. And two, we have some fight merchandise on DD Radio's store at DVRadio.net. Just click on the store tab. Betsy gets 100% of whatever you guys buy the, the the money that you guys buy not not the merchandise you guys get the merchandise <laughs> <laughs> i better make that clear somebody a bone a shirt and she gets it what no um <laughs> no. um and until september 5th this will be up by the end of the promo between now and <laughs> September 5th on dvradio.net store. If you click on the redeem button, you get 15% off of your entire order. So if you want to get some fight series uh, merchandise, whether it's a shirt or sticker, or I think we've got the thermoses. If something's not available, let us know uh, that was available before and uh, I'll see what's going on and we'll get up there. But I can't tell you how thankful we at DDR, uh, how appreciative we are uh, for you doing this series. I'm down proud of you. I know I said it a hundred thousand times and you're probably sick and tired of hearing me say it to you, but I am down proud of you, girl. Absolutely love you. I know everybody at DV loves you. I know every listener that interacts with us loves you. I can't speak for the ones that don't interact with us, but... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I appreciate that. You you always have an open-ended invite, whether it's to talk about this, the fight series, or just to come on and go weird with us on a live show and have shenanigans. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be, be your weird self, girl. Again, thank you yes. for allowing us to, to do this with you. I know it's been a while, but thank you. I know I speak on behalf of Oink and JJ. They wanted to be here, but... One had to work and one can't get the computer. I don't know. They're they're dumb. But uh, <laughs> but but you're doing something that's needed to be done for years, and and I think it's 
you don't get the recognition for it. You really don't. And I hope that by some miracle, if it's not us, that somebody else can make it blow up and blow it out of the water and it becomes a mainstay for the go-to. You're not alone. Whether you're a veteran, a civilian, a Leo, firefighter, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I'll stop rambling. Thank you, Betsy. <laughs> well, thank you and everyone else because the support is definitely needed. I think people... I mean, even if I didn't, if nothing happened and, you know, I never got to be on anyone's podcast or anything cool, just, just to be, I guess, acknowledged is very, it was very helpful in my journey because I honestly thought fight one was it, like, that's it. And, uh, but speaking with other veterans and having that support and hearing some of the readers basically give a testimony of how fight helped them. It's, it's very humbling and it, it it's also heartbreaking because I know there's so many veterans out there who, who do want to be heard and acknowledged, just, just acknowledged that they are still alive, that they are, they may not be wearing the uniform, but they are still human. They're still alive. They can still do something good for other people. And, uh, honestly, that's, and now I'm speechless. <laughs> not, I'm not you, gonna... Betsy. <laughs> no, fight. Fight is my passion. So you can you can hate on fight, but fight has a mission. And if if we can just come together, I think I think miracles would just happen just automatically. And I think more and more vets need to just stop trying to pick fights and because all that does is just get people alone. No one wants to be alone. They say they do, but they don't really don't. They don't want to be. So definitely reach out. And if you are a, a leader in the military or wherever, then you can still be a leader now. You can still step up. You don't need a rank to prove it. Just, just actually take action and check on your soldiers, Marines, or whatever. So, Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Right on. Right? If you haven't yet, please check out the fight series. You can get it on Amazon. Once you read it, or if you have read it, please leave a review. It really does help. And for those that are wondering who they can reach out to right now, you can go to ObjectiveZero.org or you can get ObjectiveZero's app on your iOS and Android devices. 100% anonymous. You can chat, Skype, video conference thing you can choose who you want to talk to whether it's mos or whatever male female their ambassadors are great we've worked with objective zero since before they were in app so you can trust them 100 that's objectivezero.org get objective zero on your ios and android devices again that's the fight series with betsy ross fight betsy ross on all social media you can find it just type in fight and betsy ross and i promise you you're gonna find it again betsy thank you for allowing us to do this interview with you thank you war dog for joining us with betsy to do this interview thank you all for listening this was an interview with betsy ross the author of the fight series right here on wdvr dvradio.net radio